Okay, girls, time for your PE lesson now. You got your kit on? Yep. Yeah. Out you go. Hello, I am Kate Dyson. And I'm Matt Dyson. Did you forget who you were then? No, I just didn't know you were going to throw to me then. Throw to me? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I will use some technical terms that you may not have come across. Ooh, did you just, uh, that was a little dig, wasn't it? Love in the time of Corona, episode two, homeschooling with Mr Dyson. We are parents to Bess, Teddy and Maggie, all wrong order. That was the wrong age order that oh, I just yeah. put them into there. Now they are back to full health, uh, Bess and Maggie, eight and six. I think I should start to do a bit of like exercise with them. They do need to get outside. Is that their new names, Bess and Maggie, eight and six? Yes, just well, um, we've still got new listeners coming in all the time, Kate, so we've got to establish oh, right. who everyone is. <laughs> but then I'm also trying to avoid radio cliches as the... Uh, Radio Produ- Matt will Producers told me that that's <laughs> not really working on the podcast platform. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to do some stretches first up, girls. Just touch your toes. This is easy. Now I'm going to go on the trampoline. Yes, next lesson in PE. Onto the trampoline. Okay. Okay, who? Okay, me. No, okay, Mr Dyson. Okay, Mr Dyson. Dyson. Genuinely, my concern is that a lot of parents will feel a bit anxious that they're not doing enough or they yeah, haven't got enough resources because you know Karen up the road is apparently I don't mean actual Karen up the road by the way is there a Karen up the road yeah yeah there is oh um, Karen oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't mean you Karen but uh, Karen up the road has got you know a full homeschool set up and is scheduled in lunch breaks and yeah. you know PE lessons oh, oh speaking of PE lessons okay girls <clears throat> trampoline time over Time now for what's this, Bess? Football. This is called Keepy Uppies. Watch for Mr. Dyson in action. Dodging the cat poos. Yes. Got a yeah. massive problem with our cats. One of them day. keeps pooing on the lawn, and oh, I went and out to, to, to cut the grass for the first time since the winter the other day, and I went round with those little nappy bags that we've got. And then, so once I picked them up, I managed to cut the grass, and then the next day, as a little sort of up yours to me, the cat had laid a fresh one she does on do the that. freshly cut lawn. She does as well. love like a, <laughs> she loves a literal middle finger. So what I've done is I've put uh, little markers in each freshly laid stool that I haven't picked up, so the kids don't run through them. So they'll sort of do. Have you really? Yeah, they do a sort of course around the garden, avoiding the cat poo. <laughs> Really? Yeah, well, you know, we've got those uh, torches for the summer with the candles in. They hold the candles, yeah. the citronella candles. You've used those to. I mark use them the as poo markers, so don't if oh don't go near God. the candles. Oh, oh no! Run around the candles. In a way, they can zigzag between the candles if they want. It's a shame that you you've been using it for those for the cat poos and not to mark off the nettle patches. Yes, that's true. I should have oh. perhaps highlighted them. I should have really got rid of them, but the garden is quite unkempt. I'm not naturally green-fingered. Oh, that was seven. Not bad. Best you have a go. I can't keep your feet. Just try. It's a PE lesson. Oh. <laughs> okay, next we're going to do something called the swine flu skank. This is a dance move that first came around in 2009 for the swine flu epidemic. It's just as relevant now for the coronavirus outbreak. Maggie, come over here. Ah. The dance involves catching a sneeze, throwing it away, 
and then sanitizing your hands. Come over here, girls. Cut them, cut around. So it's catch it, burn it, kill it. Catch it, burn it, kill it. Catch it, burn it, kill it. Go. Catch it, burn it, kill it. On your own now. Catch it, burn it, kill it. Excellent. Catch it, burn it, kill it. Swine flu skank. I tell you what, I think um, their PE teacher at school would notice where the are, <laughs> don't you? Yes, yeah, I'm sure they would have done. He would have also insisted they wore shoes for PE as well, uh, unless there was Zola Bud's um, teacher. Zola Bud's a very dated reference. Do you remember her, Katie? She was a long-distance runner from South Africa, oh, ran with no shoes it. on. All right, okay. Let's Sorry, go. I really miss sport. <laughs> <laughs> You piped up with a little theory, which I hadn't heard, as I crushed up dock leaves, which I always found nearby, and rubbed them on her foot. So you told me that that's not even a real thing, okay, a real well, cure. Okay, well, now we're actually talking about it on the podcast, I have to say. I'm not actually sure about... Oh, well, it's just bravado, was it? Well, that's, it's, we're going to well, fact-check things. I, I think it's not to do with, like, the sap. It's to do with the rubbing. Don't like, call you, me a sap. You dis- I've told you about that. Oh, God, those jokes are just... <laughs> They're worse by the day. Right, yes, I think I know what you mean. It's the rubbing action, because, you know, it's the fibres off the nettle that irritate, so, like, you rub out the the fibre I thought it was the stuff coming out of the dock that was going to do it. The dock leaf. Yeah, I I think that's the old wives' tale. But you got me to do this thing I'd never heard of before, involving baking soda. Yeah, you make a little baking soda paste and stick it on. It worked, didn't it? Well, it was quite messy. I have done that before. It's quite messy. Um, I was in the bath at the time. I could hear you from downstairs just going, I'll give you a sweet, that'll take your mind off it. Like, well, like that will deal with it. Even that didn't work. <laughs> no, yeah. Unsurprisingly. At one point, Beth like, said, Shall I close the curtain so it doesn't look like you're a terrible parent? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get as close the curtains. Uh, just in case. This yeah. No one needs to see this. Child. Ah! No one needs to see this. <laughs> Poor Maggie. She's still limping this morning, which I do think is swinging the lad a little Aww. bit. Yeah. Still, still milking it for everything. I bet now she'll have that sweet off you. Yes, oh, she definitely will. <laughs> I'm feeling really hot again, you know. Is well, it hot in here? Or is it me? But, yeah. I don't know if I'm getting a bit of a temperature again. Like, last night I started feeling a bit... It just hit me. Yeah, again, well, it does, it? doesn't it? I think in part it was the anticipation of, like, starting this homeschooling. Are we doing homeschooling? I don't think... I don't even want to call it that, if I'm really honest. But my Facebook feed was just full of people sharing schedules and sharing plans and what they're going to make their kids do. And I do understand, like, there's a a need to fill the day. I totally get it. But all I, I just came away feeling like, oh, my God, what are we supposed to be doing? And what are we not doing? And are we failing our kids before we've even started? Because yeah, we're not got a schedule, like, stuck up. But, yeah, just, I was feeling a bit, oh, God, I had a little cry in the bath. Oh. Did you know that? Oh, did you? It's a roller coaster ride for the emotions. I mean, I wasn't crying in the bath, but I was got very angry when I saw those people uh, not social distancing oh, yes, out and about over the weekend. They were, like, people out at various events uh, in London and uh, people went to Skegness and were just binge drinking left right and center crowds of people ignoring the advice i think a lot of people have been told a lot recently over the past few years to ignore what experts say and now that's coming home to roost for the government because they're ignoring what the experts say even the experts who are doctors who know what's best for them and have no agenda i'm like my dad my dad the expert (laughs) (laughs) your dad your dad should be part of the daily briefings 
My dad should do a daily Boris briefing. Should, uh, and now we cross to Pete, Pete. Cresswell in Staffordshire, <laughs> who's got some information that I wasn't privy to. Uh, He's been us. Googling today, yeah. and he has found some <laughs> He's info. He's been Googling, and this is what he's found. <laughs> Pete. <laughs> we should get We should have him a, maybe a fact of the day from your dad and then we'll cross references and find out if it's real or not. Oh, <laughs> don't do that to my poor dad. No, he does actually. When he does research, he's very thorough. So I he's think he very thorough. Know. He's very good. He's very good. Here it is. Back for you, Bess. Back for you, Maggie. Okay, Bess, do you want to serve? Watch, stand back, watch your face, Megs. And Bess hits a firm forehand smash straight down the, the pole. Uh, Maggie, oh, it's been wrapped around the pole. A big problem for swing ball. Possibly part of its demise, to be honest. Maggie has thrown down her bat and stormed off the court. Short-lived game of swing ball. So we need to work out what the girl's going to do today. Yeah. I did say to them, this is a really good chance to learn a new skill. And they have said that they really want to learn how to edit video. I know why they want to. Because they want to be YouTubers, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, But they also want to be American YouTubers. So (laughs) very much encouraging them to use their own accents when they're making these videos. (laughs) They don't, they do they? Hey, you guys. And they're always Lee and Francesca. Yeah, I'm Francesca. Smash that subscribe button. (laughs) And if you want to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Musical.ly, here are the names... And turn on your post notifications so you don't miss any of our videos. So let's get started. <laughs> also, if we're stuck in isolation, they can make loads of money from the old They're not going, advertising they're not going money public. on YouTube. They're not going Hello. Um, wait a minute, is that Ted waking up from his nap? Yes, it is, yeah. We're oh, going to have to go. We have to go. <clears throat> okay, okay great. To to <clears throat> so the time is, uh, synchronised watches, the time is. Um, 20 to 9 on Monday, the 23rd of March. Boris Johnson has just confirmed lockdown. From this evening, I must give the British people a very simple instruction. You must stay at home. Official lockdown. It's big, isn't it? This is... um, I don't even... I feel a bit tearful, if I'm really honest. I think it's huge. We've never seen anything like this in our lifetime, certainly. There's going to be a lot of knock-on effects that people aren't even talking about at the moment. How many people are living in, you know, hardship already, in poverty already, and this is going to massively impact on them. I know that the most important thing is is that the virus is uh, controlled, but I can't help but think about that impact. Certainly. You can only shop for basic necessities. You can only do one form of exercise a day outside. I know. And you've got to either be with people from your household or on your own. Any medical need or care for a vulnerable person is one reason to go out. Mm. Travelling to and from work only if absolutely necessary. Unfortunately, they had to do this because of the behaviour of a minority. So I think it's the right thing to do. Maybe they should have done it last week. I'm not 100% sure. That's... uh, up to the chief medical officer, Chris Whitty, who I'd never argue with, obviously. Oh, I don't know. I feel all over the place, to be honest. I think it is It is devastating. As a parent, I just feel... It's like, put all of the homeschooling stuff to one side. And... Like, it's massive for our kids, this is. 
for them to face it, regardless of how much we try and protect them from what it actually is, it is a huge, huge sacrifice they are making. I mean, I suppose we haven't seen anything like this while I was born in 77, the winter of discontent in 79, where everything just shut down. You know, it's such a huge... You know, I've gone, I've flip-flopped quite a bit throughout this whole process of just what the impact of coronavirus is going to be. And not only on, you know, our family and our immediate friends and, you know, our immediate circumstance, but what this actually means further on down the line now, you know, is this, this is going to be a time that our family remembers forever. This is going to be a time that our kids will remember forever. And... That is really, that is a momentous thing that happens in in a lifetime, actually. But I think just even now, I am now starting to worry about how we're going to feed the kids. So we're on lockdown, getting to a supermarket when that's the only available shopping area really now is going to be an absolute nightmare. And you can't help but be shocked by it. And, you know, I think all of us in our bubble right now are pretty damn shocked i you know i i'm definitely i'm struggling a bit to be honest yeah i mean it is shocking uh, and we'll see how it develops over the coming weeks but it looks like the kids are going to be off school for a long time there's no football for a long time there's no school for a long time normal life is not going to return for at least what two months you know i was talking earlier about the fact that i'd hit a bit of a wall uh, and had a bit of a cry in the bath last night and you know, today I found it really difficult. We're on, what, day 10 and just being within the same four walls is really hard. It's really hard. And we are so lucky to have a safe home to retreat into. I know that. I think it's really interesting, isn't it? Because we set out to do this as like a bit of lighthearted relief and to kind of just... You know, oh, look, we're here in self-isolation, but, you know, we'll be out by Friday, this Friday coming. And, you know, then it will be all right. And then we'll kind of, like, filter back into our ordinary life. And it's just very clear now. You know, not that I I didn't take it on board before. It was definitely becoming more and more real as the days wore on. But now it really is obvious that that is the last thing that's going to happen. And it's really going to increase that emotional sense of isolation and that emotional sense of loneliness and we're actually the fact we've got a family and we're all together and we're safe is pretty damn lucky but you know there are people living on their own who are possibly not going to really see anyone in the next few weeks we know humans do not deal well with this our mental health does not deal well with this yeah, where is it? Where is it going to next take us? Yeah, that's true. I suppose it makes you uh, appreciate what we did have before, when all we had to worry about was Brexit. You know, oh like, god, we take me back of, to Brexit. We had a lot of freedom. No, it's just I think we've just gone beyond the day to day. And while I still want this podcast to be light-hearted, I think we also need to recognise that there are going to be light moments and there are going to be darker moments because. This is just a completely extraordinary, exceptional time that we're going through. Yep. I'll stop it there, I think. 
Um, let's just quickly remind people that they can listen to the first episode if they've not heard it yet, the story so far. Yeah, that's our recap, isn't it, of the previous eight days. Yeah. And you'll be able to get a daily update in your ears every single day, wherever you find your podcasts. Yes, this is the sort of counterpart to Boris's daily briefing. And if you subscribe, all the episodes will arrive straight into your podcast feed, wherever you may get them from. 